Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. <laughs> One and only, Steve Harvey. <laughs> Got a radio show. Well, I, I learned something. And it's sharing time. And I am uh, ever appreciated. Uh, I do appreciate God for all that he allows me to learn in my life. And what I've learned, one of the best lessons I've learned is that hardship teaches you some great lessons. Challenges brings about some of my best results. I think what I'm trying to say is in every challenge and hardship, every setback, I've learned something so, so valuable. And it comes, it just comes down to all, uh, it just comes down to how you look at it. You know, um, you've, you've all heard this, we've all heard it. You can look at the glass and you can see it half empty or half full. It's amazing how many people see the glass half empty. I am telling you right now, it's better to see the glass half full. See, you can you you come away with a lot more when you use a positive approach. So here's here's what I've you know I've known this, but I've just learned it at a different angle. Appreciation and gratitude is the key to having more. Appreciation and gratitude is the key is the key to continued blessings. Appreciation and gratitude is the key to opening up the windows of heaven to pour out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. Now, I don't know how that sounds to you, but I, I can't tell you how true it is. Okay, let's look at it this way. God, being fair and just as he really is, he really is. He's a fair and a just God. But what's most beneficial to us is he happens to be full of mercy and grace. And I'm telling you something, man. I've probably benefited from his grace and mercy more than anything else. I mean, really, man, if it wasn't for him just forgiving me, and then for him just touching my life the way he has, I mean, I'm not, I'm not here in this position today. I'm just not. But a funny thing has happened along the way, even to you if you look at it. Is that your genuine appreciation and gratitude has been the key to you having more for your continued blessings and for making room for heaven to open up and pour out blessings that you don't have room enough to receive. If you look at it, see, God being a fair and just God, which he is, why would he 
put more on you than you can bear. If you've noticed everything that's happened in your life, if you're still here, you've made it. You know, forget how rough it was, got that, but you made it. Forget what it sent you through and it how it made you feel. You made it. Now, what makes people give up and you hear about people committing suicide is they leave the God out of their life. And they start allowing that other voice to control. And if it's really true that God never puts more on you than you can bear, as long as you stay connected to God, you can get through anything. But you lose that connection. You lose that communication. You lose that relationship with him. If you're not having a relationship with God, then who you having a relationship with? Now, it ain't ain't but two forces at work at all time. It's good and evil. It's positive and negative. It's God, it's Satan. Now, this, this is at work all the time. So if you're not being positive about everything, you leave room for negativity to step in. If if you're not trying to be righteous in your way, then you allow evil to step in. If you don't work on your relationship with God, come on now, look who you letting step in. So now, I'm I'm asking you to understand that God never puts more on you than you can bear. Okay, now that we got that clear, that's a fact. Okay, now with that fact in mind, let's go over this right here. Why would God? being as just and merciful as he is, put more on you than you can bear. Example, if God has given you blessings and all you're doing is complaining about them, you're never showing any appreciation or gratitude about it, why would he give you some more stuff to be ungrateful for? Why would he give you some more stuff to complain about? Why would he give you some more stuff that you would not show any more appreciation for? I mean, this thing is real simple, man, ain't it? If you think about it. So a lot of times, man, when I was going through my positions of not having and and wondering and all like here, I ended up checking myself and going, man, I'm not even showing any gratitude or appreciation for the things he has done for me. Start showing some appreciation and gratitude because it's the key to having more. It's the key to continued blessings. It's the key to the windows of heaven opening up and pouring out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. It's the appreciation and gratitude of what you already have. As minimal as it may appear to be right now for you, it is still what you have. But if you've shown no no gratitude for the minimal, why would he give you the maximum? I mean, I'm just really just trying to put it real, real simple. So I can keep understanding this thing right here. So let me give you an example in my life. I had gotten so busy at one point that I had began to complain about how busy I was. This is true because I I am busy. But it ain't the busy part because I asked to be busy. You know, I asked God to give me opportunities and to make a way for me. Well, in that, you got to do something and you got to get busy. But I I began to complain about the busyness and how busy I was. 
And I noticed that a couple of things slowed up for me. So I had got to the point where I wasn't showing real gratitude for it. Well, I looked up and a couple of things started slowing down. And then I had to catch myself. And I went, wow, man, you have got to start embracing the fact that you are this busy. Embrace the fact that what all comes along with it, because to whom much is given, much is required. You got to start embracing the requirement part if you want to continue with the giving part. So I changed my attitude. I caught myself and I started thanking him and showing real gratitude for how busy I was instead of complaining about how busy I was. And then guess what? It opened up the windows of heaven and some more blessings got poured out. It just works that way all the time for everybody, for me, for you, for everybody. So listen, y'all, again, your appreciation and gratitude is the key to having more. Your appreciation and gratitude is the key to continued blessings. And your appreciation and gratitude is the only way that you can get those windows of heaven to open up and pour out these blessings that you won't have room enough to receive. You got to act like you're glad for what you got in order to get more. You feel me? <laughs> Let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, Steve Harvey Morning Show. Yeah. Man, oh man, live in living color. Another great day. Great day to be alive. Great day to show gratitude. The more you're thankful for, the more God will give you to be thankful for. It's an amazing uh, principle of success. Very simple to do. Very hard for people to do that, though, myself included. Sometimes you be so busy asking God for stuff all the time that you forget to thank him without asking for nothing. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you go down the list, it takes you a minute. And then, guess what? He said, oh, okay. So he's grateful now. Let me go on and give him some more stuff to be grateful for. Because if you don't show gratitude for it, and it seems overburdensome for you, then what he does is he slows down the giving. Uh-oh. Because, uh-oh, seems like it got to him a little bit too much. Let me hold up till he get all right again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't block your blessing. Show mm-hmm. some gratitude, Shirley Strawberry. So grateful to be here, Steve. Thank you, Lord. How you doing? Yeah, Carla Pharrell. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen again. Good morning, crew. Junior. Morning, Unc. Thank you, Father, for everything that I have right now. Ooh, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, Steve. It's just us. Yep. You didn't see me ask for nobody. <laughs> he, he ain't got no fans. <laughs> One thing about me, Shirley. Mm-hmm. I got this far without Tommy or Jay. <laughs> <laughs> They're both off today, by the way. Off, call it what you want to call it. Well, but I didn't got it. this far without either one of them. Uh-huh. I, I will find a way to continue on. I didn't say it for that. It was just an acknowledgement that they're not here. Steve. No, I want to feel people in. Let's be clear. <laughs> Before you start going off. I'm glad to have you on the show and everything. Been some wonderful additions, him and Tommy. Uh-huh. Yeah. But if y'all go away. Steve Harvey. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. But they're not. You know, if they get together, because, you know, both of them kind of off a little bit. <laughs> so if they sit down and have this two-man conversation. We're going to go get our own radio show and go head-to-head with Steve. I'm going to bury that. 
How did them being off know. today turn into this? I don't know, Shirley. <laughs> I just felt like doing something, you know. Just in case. He started off saying thanking God and all know. that, and then just well, like I done thanked him. <laughs> yeah, and then. <laughs> Then let I, the foolishness I done thank you. Yeah. Yeah, nah, hey, hey, huh? hey, hey, let me tell you something. Lord know what I do. Yes, yeah. he does. He, he created made you. me. He created yeah. you. That's right. He yes, knew yes. right after I thanked him that this here was coming. <laughs> That's a shame. Right at, while I was thanking him, he said, to watch this food. <laughs> my child, my child, yeah. my child. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Mm-hmm. 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 But it is good to be alive. It's so much to be grateful for, Steve. You're right. Yeah, man. Oh, man. So much. Go have a great day today. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's do some radio, man. What? Okay. Let's do this. Mm. Coming up yeah. at 32 after the hour, we're going to talk about our favorite Michael Jackson song. Steve is going to share some of his Michael Jackson stories with us as we remember the king of pop on what would have been his 60th birthday today. Damn. Yeah, 60 today. would have been 60, man. We'll celebrate right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, yesterday, thousands and thousands of fans lined up for the public viewing of the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, and she will lie in state again today at Charles H. Wright Museum for African American History at 315 East Warren Avenue, Detroit. Um, So, wow. (laughs) Amazing. I mean, did you guys see the picture of the Queen in her casket with all her red on and her red pumps? Her legs were out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think you posted on a, it on your um, Instagram, Steve. It was nice. Uh, yeah. You know, the way it is to honor her that way and, you know, remember her. I mean, come on, just the queen of soul. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be Mourners good. Mourners so. and her fans. Yeah. They, fans you know, get to see her. I like mm-hmm. the way um, Paul McCartney said it, the queen of souls. Souls. The souls queen of with souls. With an S on the end. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Lord, that wow. woman could sing. Well, yes, yes, she yes, is. Man. Yes, yes. You better say If you really anything, listen to her voice. Anything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she could sing anything, Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could. And and that's, uh, you know, I, and you, you kind of forget this until you hear these songs again because so much modern music has come and gone mm-hmm. since then. And, you know, she's been around so long. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you see the Beyonce's, the Rihanna's, the... And on all these people coming around singing, and you kind of forget. Right. But man, when you hear her voice, yeah. I tell you what, she 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 don't she don't back down off nobody. Uh uh-uh. Ninety eight percent of these people got back up. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Got you know, got got straight. If she starts singing, ninety eight percent they got to go sit down somewhere. And then Elton John and some other uh, artists were saying her piano playing was very underrated. He said mm-hmm. she was one of the best piano players, and she had no formal lessons or anything like that. She played by ear, you know, just wow. yeah. genius with it. You know? She's a bad girl, though. Yes, she was. Yes. Yeah, and she yes, will she be was. missed. Yes, yes she, she was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, if you want to see the picture of Aretha, it's posted on Steve Harvey FM. Yeah. Also, uh, today, Steve, we're going to remember and celebrate the life of Michael Jackson on what would have been his 60th birthday. Man, ain't that cold? Mike would have been 60, boy. 60. Can you imagine the king of pop 60, right? (laughs) Tell us about the time you went to church with him, Steve. It was during the time of the trial. And uh, I first got a call from uh, Ramon Baines, Mm -hmm. who I'm telling you, man, really, 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 really did Michael justice. 
really, really treated him well. Was she his publicist? Yeah, Ramon Baines actually loved him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, people don't know the real story. That girl right there loved that man Mm -hmm. and tried to protect him from all types of stuff. So she called me, she said, Steve, Michael wants to go to church and he wants to know if you take him. And I said, really? What do you want to go to church for? She said, you know, he just, he needs prayer. I said, okay, cool. So I called up uh, Chip Mary over at... uh, Fame. First AME. Called him up and he said, we'd love to have him. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, don't tell nobody he's coming. He said, I won't. And he didn't. Mm -hmm. But when Michael moved, and word get out. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, we were doing okay coming off the 10. We got on Crenshaw. We turned on Adams. And it wasn't a parking spot nowhere. Whoa. Just all of a sudden, all the way up Adams, man. Word cars, down. cars, cars. And then we just saw TV trucks, TV trucks, reporters, oh, wow. reporters. Who told? Who said something? Mike said, oh, my God, everyone's here. <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, who the you hell did you tell? me with your mic voice, Steve. Yeah. Oh, my God, everyone's here. <laughs> well, your ass is here. <laughs> but here's the crazy part. I went to pick him up, right? Mm-hmm. I went to his uh, hotel. He had gutted the whole first floor of this hotel, the whole top floor of this hotel, mm-hmm. just turned into his apartment because he didn't want to drive from Neverland to court all the time. Okay. So he just got him a what? place right there, gutted the whole floor, turned it into his house. Mm-hmm. No, this dude was good. He, he, he had the other kind of money. That's what hotel did saying. it. Yeah. Other kind of so money. So I go pick him up. Mm-hmm. And Mike, I said, Mike, I'm here, man. Be ready in a minute, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I said, all right, dog. <laughs> eh, dog, you're so crazy. <laughs> dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dog. Mm-hmm. So I called him in word a couple times. He laughed so hard. I can't believe you're doing that. This bodyguard said, man, don't nobody talk to him like that. Man. I ain't got no time for that. Yeah. I'm real with it, man. We're going to be boys. We're going to be boys. And if you don't want to be this, man, just let me know. We ain't finna come over here no more. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mike come out the back, uh-huh. and he come out the back with these pants on, had one stripe on one pants. Uh-huh. One pants leg had a stripe on it. Uh-huh. He had that jacket with them shoulder pads on it with them shingles on it on one side. He had a stripe on one of the sleeves, wasn't no stripe on all these pendants. Uh-huh. <laughs> Say, hey, man, Mike came out and said, Mike, you ain't got no regular suit. <laughs> <laughs> He said, this is is all I have. He said, what's wrong? You like it? I said, man, go to church with you. Look dressed like Captain Crunch. (laughs) That's it right there. He laughed. He laughed. He called me Captain Crunch. Oh, my God. He's so funny. I'm sitting here. I ain't laughing at all. Really, man. Embarrass me, man. You ain't got no regular suit. Yeah. All these costumes and outfit. I bought this from the tailors. Oriental the fabric is 100 years old. What? <laughs> That's when he was saying stuff that I didn't even understand. Yeah. Mm. This jacket, I had to have it. It was $75,000. I had to have it. Wow. I said, Mike, for one jacket, you know, back then, I ain't had, I ain't had no money like that. Uh-huh. $75,000. I had a wardrobe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> My suits was 1200 Yeah. <laughs> The entire suit. I'm finna get about 68 suits. <laughs> 68 Ooh, these big ass suits are gonna be fly, boy. Yeah. 
man. All right, Steve, Steve you got to finish this story. You have great <laughs> stories about Michael Jackson as we celebrate the king of pops. What would have been his 60th birthday. And uh, coming up next, uh, run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, we are celebrating the king of pop on what would have been his 60th birthday. And people on social media are not happy that Thriller is no longer the best-selling album of all time. But right now... uh, What? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. We'll talk about it, though, later. Uh, But right now, Junior's here in for the nephew to tell us about uh, Run That Prank Back. What you got, Junior, for us? Ah, Zick Kareem. Huh? What? Ah, Kareem. <laughs> Gotta say it like that, Shirley. Yeah. Oh, he always, oh, he always, oh over the top yeah, just yeah, for the announcement. Yeah, he always think everything he does. Ah, go Reek. Run it, cat. <laughs> Are you doing Tommy, Tommy. right yeah. now? Yeah, he's doing Tommy. Hello. Hello, I'm trying to reach a an uh, Isaac Kareem, please. Uh, speaking. Last is calling. Uh, my name is Attorney Rob. Rob. I'm, I'm a representative for Mr. Victor. You're, you're with um, Gospel Group Men of Standard, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Who you say you represent again? Uh, my client's name is Victor. Uh, you guys did a um, a great album, I, I, I must admit, called Surrounded. Yes, sir. That was dropped in uh, July of '07. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Great, great. You guys financially did pretty good on that. Am I correct? <laughs> uh, God bless us. It was it was cool. What 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 is this call pertaining to, sir? Well, now you guys have a song on there called "I Will." Yes, sir. And and that supposedly was the one of the hit songs on the on the actual album, correct? Some would say. Okay. And how, how many people are actually in in your group? Uh, it's three members, sir. Again, what is this call pertaining to? Because I'm trying to eat eat dinner with my family, you know. All right, no problem. Uh, uh, what we got here is now you you um the, the the song I will. Could you actually tell me who wrote the song? Uh, Men of Standard wrote the song. The three members of the group and the producer Warren. Okay. Uh, what's what's going on here is uh, Victor, who I represent, is telling me that he actually wrote the song "I Will," and we've got documentations, we've got all of the tracks. We've you got said all he wrote the, the song. The song "I Will," Mr. Isaac Carruth. I, mean, I heard that part, sir, but I'm 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 on the fact that he said he wrote the song. You know, you know it, it amazes me when you, when you gospel people, you guys, you you do this. This whole religious thing, and then you don't. Hold on, sir, 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 sir. First of all, I don't. I, you know, all due respect, I don't know you. You don't know me. And for you to be, you know, making accusations as if we took somebody else's song when we were in the studio with the producer, he did the track right there on the spot. We wrote the lyrics right there on the spot. Then we went in the booth and recorded and, the song. And how does this gentleman have the same, uh, same song, same lyrics? Documentation and copyright. Well, sir, you got to ask your client that. I have nothing to do with well, that. From my understanding, you're you don't the need to be talking that, to uh, me uh, about uh, this uh, right here. You need to get you need to get with your client. Then I can get with my attorney. and We can meet together because this right here, I, I don't do this. Well, from my understanding, you're the you're the spokesperson or the leader of this group. No, we you're all the person the group. That, that wants to lead everything in this group. So you're the that's the reason sir, why we're I all leaders in the group. We all hold our own. But I'll tell you, just like they'll tell you, we didn't steal no song, take no song, or anything like that. So your information is correct. Your client is lying. So you're telling me you didn't steal the song? We, I'm telling you we wrote the song. So, that means the song belongs to us. You don't think there's any thievery in this whatsoever? Of course not. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I think your client is lying. I never thought I'd be handling a case with some religious thievery. I mean, this is, this is like a, a, a religious thug, so to speak. Sir, sir yeah. first of all, all the, you know, you're being condescending and all that. 
trying to talk over my head and, and, and try to talk to me like talk down on me, that's what we're not gonna do. Respect me just like I'm giving you respect. All I'm saying is the facts state this. We wrote the song. You can look on the back of the album, you can see our publisher, you can see the names on the song, who wrote the song. We were there. Sir, I look on the back, and you know what I see? I see a bunch of lies. Okay, well, sir, take that up with our attorney. Because I got a client here who's got it copywritten. He's got all the lyrics, all of the tracks. It's the exact same thing that I'm hearing on your album. Sir, your client is lying. If he said he wrote the song, I Will. Now, maybe he wrote a song called Will I or Will I Am or something else. But he didn't write I Will, not not Iron Man. He could have wrote a song called I Will. But it wasn't the rendition that we wrote. I, sir, Mr. Isaac Curry, will take you to court if we don't get this matter rectified. Please do, sir. I welcome that. I welcome that. Get your client. We can go to court however you want to do it. But at the end of the day, you're going to lose because we don't steal music. We're men of God. And I'm not just saying that. We're men of God. We do music. And we've been doing it for 20 years. We have a great reputation does God in our know industry. You, does God know you stole a song? <laughs> sir, again. I'm not gonna keep going back and forth with you. You know, you're being very disrespectful. You know, you know, I, I, I you know, all my life, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a person that believes in a higher being. Of course, I'm not, I'm not in the gospel arena. I believe that. I can tell. What do you mean by that, sir? What I mean is, you're sitting here calling me. You don't know me. You don't have your information correct. You don't have your facts straight. But you're calling me saying that we stole a song that one of your clients. You didn't, you didn't do your homework. First of all, you must not be a great attorney, with all due respect. I'm a great you attorney. Called the you're label, a great you thief. Called Let's get that correct. You are a great thief is what you are. Sir, your tone is what you need to change. You're not going to disrespect me. If you want to further deal with the situation, get in touch with our attorney. Get in touch with the record label that we recorded that album with. and you. I'd like with to meet with you and talk to you personally. Well, sir, I'll tell you what. Since you want to meet with me, that's fine. Because the Bible says in business be mean. We can get together. Now, you're you pushing my buttons. Now, if you really want to meet with me, I can put hands on you. I'm going to lay hands on you like the preacher do. You, you, you Not only do you steal music, now you want to fight me. Is that what you're saying? I'm just telling you right now, sir, that let's handle it face-to-face. Let me see you. Let me see you. Let's what are you going to do? You're going to punch me? Are you going to punch with me? But all this foolishness on the phone right here, this is not what I'm going to take. I done got to church today. I done had a good time in church. I done praised the Lord, all this, and come home trying to eat dinner, trying to watch the game. you going to call me with some foolishness like this? I don't have time for this, dog. Like, real you talk, know, I don't. The problem I have is uh, when I read this book, it says uh, 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 Peter threw his net to the side, casting the way God told him to uh, as a fisherman. And what you've done, you've jumped in Mr. Victor's net and taken out what has been given to him. First of all, I don't even like fish. I eat salmon occasionally. I don't even like fish. So whatever fish that he sold his fish to, whatever soul food restaurant he took that to, that can't fit, that's on them. Me, we do things in decency and in order, just like the Word of God tells us to do. We do our music, we handle our business work, we do our music, and we handle the business side. Are you willing to settle out of court for about fifty-five thousand? We handled our business. We have the the uh, the proper credentials and documents to prove that we wrote the song. We got it published. We got a copywritten song. Out of court for fifty-five thousand, sir. Are you kidding me? That's my final offer. When are you guys coming out with another album? I guess when you guys get through stealing some more music. Is that sir? Sir, sir. I done told you now. I done told you one time. I'm gonna tell you one more time. We don't steal music. We're men of integrity. We're men of standard. We don't do that. We don't have to. I don't now, you see got two the standards. Got, no, 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 no. I don't you see got two the standards. What I see is thievery. What I Either see is a copy written. Either you my phone with this foolishness, or we can meet face to face. So you, you want me to smack you, but I ain't going to lay hands on you. But I will slap you in the mouth with this Bible, because you need to be hit Excuse with the word. Because you're crazy, man. If you're talking about we stole your music. 
Sir, I got one more thing I want to say to you. Sir, you don't got nothing to say to me, man. Yes, I do. I got something else I want to say. Man, what you need to say to me, man? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I got you, Isaac. Isaac, I got you. <laughs> Thomas Miles? Thomas Miles. I, I, Thomas I, Miles, you I, played oh, boy, that too boy, much. I, I, I almost couldn't hold it. I got you, Isaac. Man, let me tell you something. You almost made me put my religion down. <laughs> boy, you don't understand. I just went to church this morning. God moved, and I'm about to go in here and lose it on you. <laughs> this Thomas Miles. <laughs> hey, man, one more thing, man. What is the baddest? Tell me, man, what's the baddest radio show in the land, boy? Man, you already know. It's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> I'm going to get you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> Listen, uh... <laughs> Coming up next in entertainment news, uh, yesterday thousands from all over the country lined up for the public viewing of the Queen of Soul as she lie in state. Uh, And we'll talk about that when we come back, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up in 20 minutes, a little twist on our game today. Tommy's out, so we'll see if Uncle Steve is smarter than Junior. What? That's right, your favorite play cousin, Junior. Uh huh. Yeah. We're gonna ask some. Uh, we're gonna have some fun with it, and uh, then ask the guys Michael Jackson trivia questions. That's how we're gonna play the game today. On what have been, would have been the king of pop. Michael Jackson trivia questions. Yeah, we're gonna ask some yes. Michael Jackson. Yeah, be able to get these here. Well, we'll see, we'll see what yeah, our we'll trivia question. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this would have been the King of Pop's 60th birthday, Steve. Man. Yesterday, thousands from all over the country uh, lined up for public viewing of the Queen of Soul, Miss Franklin's body. Yeah, Miss Franklin's body will lie in repose at the Charles H. Rice Wright Museum for African American History. That's at 315 East Warren Avenue in Detroit. Her body rests in a 14-carat gold-plated Promethean casket which has a champagne velvet interior. All right. It also has Queen of Soul and Aretha Franklin embroidered in the casket lining. As for her day one viewing outfit, Aretha was dressed in head-to-toe red, including a ruby red dress, custom red earrings, bright red nails and lipstick, and, of course, five-inch red pumps. All right, Queen. Come on, Queen. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Did you say day one viewing? I, I said day one viewing, okay? Yeah, that was yes, yesterday. because they will have another viewing today. Uh, adding the Queen of Soul is diva to the end, okay? Um, what we wanted to do is to be reflective of the Queen. That's according to the museum board member Kelly Major. Uh, Kelly Major Green, that's what uh, she told The Hollywood Reporter Uh, saying it's beautiful, she's beautiful, and she also added the Queen of Soul is diva to the end. Aretha passed away, as you recall, on August 16th at her home in Detroit due to advanced pancreatic cancer. Uh, The viewing will be open to the public for today as well, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. The Queen's funeral service will be this Friday, August 31st, and we will play Miss Franklin's music all morning this Friday. All right, so in other music news, Steve, uh, social media is upset about this story. Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller, spawned um, 
Countless hits such as Billie Jean, of course, uh, Beat It, and the album's title, title track, Thriller. That has been uh, the best-selling album of U.S. history. But as of Monday, August 20th, however, the Eagles, their greatest hits, 1971 to 90, 1975, has dethroned the king of pop for the best-selling album of all time. That's wow. wild crap. That's what? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, they done just came up with something. That's all that is. No, no, no. Mike going no, good back. Good and hell well, ain't sold no 50-something million copies no. of no album. No. Yeah, Mike is going back, and no. his he held his go- the longest. Yeah. No, I'm buying the album ain't nobody, now. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody, uh-uh. Well, and then I don't think it's cool, like, and I like the Eagles. I, I, oh, I like yeah. the music. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? It's like a greatest hits up against an album. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I'm exactly. That, exactly. I don't even think that's like in the same category. Uh-huh. I don't count. They're saying that over the course of time that it has moved into the number one spot. Yes. Yes. yes that's Just exactly recently what on saying. August twentieth, last uh-huh. Monday. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't, I don't believe that. Well, social media not. I, I don't. I don't believe that. How does a hits? album, which came out years after the, mm-hmm. all the other albums, mm-hmm. top 50, 60 million copies. Who? I mean, people talking, ain't even round about album no more. We're talking Billie Jean, Beat It, Thriller. Come on now. Maybe anyway. It. Yeah. So, yeah, oh. people are upset about it on social media, Steve. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, time to get today's headlines. Please introduce Miss Ann. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the lovely Miss Ann Tripp. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I like that intro. Thank you, everybody. Good morning, everybody. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Okay, it now appears that Hurricane Maria was responsible for close to 3,000 deaths in Puerto Rico over the six months since the hurricane ravaged the island. That number much, much, much higher than initial estimates of 64 deaths. Now they're saying close to 3,000. According to the findings of the study commissioned by Gov- Governor Rosselló, they now attribute 2,975 deaths to the storm. Those most at risk were the elderly, sick, and poor. And these were there were initial uh, deaths as due directly to the storm. And then because of the lack of electricity and stuff like that, people can get to the hospital, things like that. That's why you have other deaths and the elderly, the sick and poor were more at risk. In Dallas, a white ex-police officer has been found guilty of murder and the death of an unarmed black teenager named Jordan Davis. Young Davis was only 15 years old, leaving a large house party with his friends in a car on April of 2000, uh, 2017 when uh, Officer Oliver fired into the car as he drove away. The then-Officer Oliver claimed that he feared for his partner's life when he shot into the car, but his partner testified he didn't fear for his life. And in a rare, rare case, the jury didn't believe his story. It's extremely rare that an off-duty police officer uh, is convicted of murdering even an unarmed black person, but this one has. A federal court has reaffirmed an early decision ruling that North Carolina has to come up with new congressional voting maps, maps with district lines not so obviously contrived to allow for easy elections of Republicans all over that state. This decision could end up in this year's election schedule, the latest ruling by three-judge panel coming after the U.S. Supreme Court actually sent the matter back to the lower courts for review. An earlier decision said that North Carolina's congressional lines were drawn or gerrymandered with extreme partisanship by the Tar Heel State's GOP-controlled General Assembly, one district drawn to look like an octopus instead of like a square or rectangle or whatever. A federal judge is giving Paul Manafort's lawyers more time to prepare for his second second trial. Manafort, a former campaign manager for Donald Trump, convicted earlier this month on eight out of the 18 financial and tax fraud charges against him. According to CNN, President Trump, after meeting with evangelical pastors on Monday, warned them once the uh, media left, 
that if they didn't get their congregants to vote and the Republicans could lose a lot of seats in the midterm election, that they could be violence. He used violence as a word. CNN says the president's on tape saying these things. The Queen of Soul, yes, being memorialized this week, with today being the second day of her lying in repose. Her fans can say some more goodbyes. Aretha rests in a gold casket surrounded by pink roses. Why she's wearing red? Her family says she's an honorary member of Delta Sigma Theta sorority. And, you know, red is Delta's color. And today is National Chop Suey Day. Chop Suey. Chop Suey. Living here is very much like a Chop Suey. Ears up, Steve Harvey Nation. Find out if Uncle Steve's smarter than his nephew. We'll be back at 20 minutes after the hour on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, a special twist today, guys, on today's contest. It's time to play Is Uncle Steve Harvey Smarter Than Junior? Tommy's out today. Uh-oh. This time, yeah, but this time a little twist is going to be questions about Michael Jackson, the king of pop, as we celebrate his 60th birthday. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah, we. Well, yeah, this ain't going to be the same, you yeah, know. No, uh, you hung out with Michael, Uncle, so I'm at a Yeah, but I don't really know trivia that good. About Mike? I don't me, know me little stuff like oh, that. You do. Be asking basic stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. I, plus, I take pleasure in stomping Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the same thrill. Yeah. No, this is yeah. my dude right here. You know <laughs> I mean? know. He might know some stuff, too. Uh, See, I, I don't I, really I, know him. He ain't never showed himself to be stupid. He's ignorant, but Tommy's clearly stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready. Let's right, go. Here we go. Let's see it. All right, what legendary performer was known as the king of pop? Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Which Michael Jackson song has these lyrics? As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat. Oh, uh, Man in man the Mirror. Yeah. Okay. What was Michael Jackson's chimpanzee's Bubble. name? Bubbles. Which hand did Michael Jackson wear his iconic white gloves? Right. What was Michael Jackson's middle name? Earl. <laughs> in, in, the, in the movie The Wiz, what character did Michael Jackson Scare play? Bro. Yeah. Complete these Michael Jackson lyrics. You've been hit by, you've been struck Tool by. Pinnacle. Is Michael Jackson in Michael Jackson's hit PYT? What do the letters Pretty P- young thing. What city was Michael Jackson? Gary and Yam. What is Michael Jackson's first wife's name? Uh, uh, Elvis Presley's daughter, Priscilla. <laughs> Which Michael Jackson album is the best-selling album of Thriller. all time? What was the name of Michael Jackson's theme park? Uh, Neverland. Neverland. Uh, that was good, yeah. guys. You guys were really good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. true Michael Jackson fans right yeah. here. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. Uh-huh. I told Uncle No Be Nonsense, like, I didn't know that was Man in the Middle. Man in the Mirror. I didn't mm-hmm. know. Oh, the lyrics, yeah. He loves that song. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I fired off a couple of answers, though, wasn't it? <laughs> no, Earl, though. Michael <laughs> Earl. Jackson. <laughs> Earl. Michael Earl off. Jackson. Really? Earl Jackson. <laughs> that was fun, huh, though. Did you enjoy it, Junior? Yeah, I did, man. It was fun. I think so. Come time, we said the same at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was. Okay. It's close. It's oh, very close. You guys were just, on Just it. let me just do better than Tommy. That's all I want to do. Oh, you already <laughs> did better than Tommy. At least you said something else. <laughs> Tommy was sitting there. When he wasn't saying nothing, right. that wouldn't happen to Tommy. Tommy family think he ignorant. All right, when we, when we come back, yeah. uh, we're going to find out who's smarter. Is it Uncle Steve? Is it your favorite play cousin, Junior? We'll find out when we come back at 34 after the hour. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Today we're playing our special edition of Are You Smarter Than Junior today. The, the nephew's out. Uh, and we're doing Michael Jackson trivia questions as we celebrate the King of Pop's 60th birthday. Uh, Junior and uh, Uncle Steve are playing, so we're going to yeah, see. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were really good. We're going to go mm-hmm. through the questions and the answers now, see who won. Uh, here we go. What legendary performer was best known as the King of Pop? We all know that one, Michael Jackson. Uh, you both got that one. Which Michael Jackson song has these lyrics? As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing my mind. As I turn up the oh, collar on uh-huh. <laughs> favorite winter coat. Yeah. Uh, Man in the Mirror was the answer, and Steve got that one right. What was Michael Jackson's chimpanzee's name? Bubbles Jr., you got that one. Which hand did Michael Jackson wear his iconic uh, white glove? You both said the right hand. The correct answer is the left hand. What was Michael Jackson's middle name? Joseph. Talk about Earl. Earl. <laughs> what? Michael Joseph. Joseph Jackson, yeah. He was named after his, his dad. dad, yeah. In the movie The Wiz, what character did Michael Jackson play? The Scarecrow. You were right with that one, Steve. Complete these Michael Jackson's lyrics. Uh, You've been hit by, you've been struck by, a smooth criminal. Junior got that one. It's Michael Jackson, in Michael Jackson's hit PYT, what do the letters PYT stand for? Pretty Young Thing. You're right, Steve. What city was Michael Jackson uh, born in? Gary, Indiana. Junior. What is Michael Jackson's first wife's name? (laughs) Steve, you were so close. (laughs) But uh, uh, it was Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, he said Priscilla. Hey, you said her Priscilla, mother. who was oh. uh, Elvis Presley's wife. She was fine, too. <laughs> <laughs> they both were <was> fine. <laughs> Which Michael Jackson album is the best selling album of all time? Thriller is correct. Junior was correct on that one. And what was the name of Michael Jackson's theme park? Neverland Ranch. All right. So tally, tally, tally. Uh oh. Uh oh, Shirley. Who won? Junior won with five. Steve, a close second with four. Okay? What? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My wow. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. What? Junior smarter than Uncle what? Steve. And Tommy. <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean to tell me I did something Tommy couldn't do? Uh-huh. Oh, man. And it took me a day. Oh. Oh, wait till he get back. Oh, wait till he get back. Uh-oh. This going to kill this boy. <laughs> Break the news to him I don't easy. really think y'all yeah. need to tell this boy don't say Break it to him that easy. Junior won one. I don't think we should tell him. Oh, my him. God. I don't think so. Either. No, I don't think. This yeah, might take me Because ahead. then you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> rub it in some oh, more. That rub. This rub ain't even a word. <laughs> what? What are you going to do? Dry rub like barbecue. <laughs> he gonna, he, I'm going to rub so hard, he's going to think it's feces. Oh, hey, You ain't got to worry about that. I cannot even that's believe you said that. That's an understatement. Oh, no. Yeah. No, oh, that's how hard I'm going to rub it in. That was nasty. I'm going to rub it in until it stinks. That's not the oh, question. But what I'm going to do is propose uh-huh. that they go against one another. You know. Oh, Tommy and Junior? Okay. okay. Well, you know. All right. That'd be then, fun. But mm-hmm. then, oh, nah, God. that might not be a good I idea. I don't know. I don't Cause know. Because nah, when he lose that one, Tommy's, yeah. he yeah. already lost the race. Yeah. <laughs> he can't he lose can this it. too. it. Uh, <sighs> all right. We'll be good. You know. We'll it's good. just a game, though, guys. Look, just for the Man. sake of peace on this show, just say I lost, okay? 
Well, just not bring it up. Lying well, no, no. Don't, don't tell him. Uh, oh, going. I say don't no. even bring it up. Oh, what y'all talking about? <laughs> you're not finna wait. steal my joint. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, I'm supposed to be no. his uncle. I, yeah. Don't do that, Steve. Be cool I don't want to be his uncle. <laughs> yes, you do. You want the choice. Oh, he came with the package. <laughs> All right, well, the nephew, the king of pranks, is off uh, Whoa, today. Oh, find out you won. Oh, don't God. say nothing, man. And Junior's here uh-huh, to, uh, to to stand in for him for the pranks uh, he today. He's going to say you hit me, so mm-hmm. let me get ready for that. What, what do you have for us today, Junior? Uh, another prank that Tommy left. I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> when we come back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so uh, in case you missed it, we played Are You Smarter Than Nephew Tommy, but Tommy's not here, so we played it with Unc and Junior. And guess what? Junior won! We did all Michael Jackson trivia questions, and uh, Junior came out on top. And you see how I felt about it? Yeah, you were cool. Yeah. Yeah. You handled it. He went, and what? It ain't that. It ain't that bad. It ain't the end. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It was close takes, though. It yeah, was, it was Tommy really close. Tommy takes it personally. Yeah, he does. You know, which he should. <laughs> Why should he? I mean, he should though. It's you just your a game. Ass every day, five, six, seven days in a row, and you don't ever win. It take a toll on. Uh, it do. You know, it, it, that ain't a confidence builder, especially when you're trying. Oh, and, then, and then he swam down, he said one before you, and it's embarrassing. It's hard to manage that because y'all be trying to go, Tommy, he got it right. Well, we need to play it back. He be going, hey, we ain't got to play nothing back. He said it first. Yeah. Yeah, I think I said I didn't even hear him say nothing. He, he's just yeah. very competitive. You know, he ran a lot in, in uh, high school and in college and everything, and you know, he ran track, so he's a competitor. Most he's very competitive. He ran yeah. in high school and he ran in track. Then he ran up against Junior. Yeah, yeah, but he's older now. So. Yeah, but hold up though, Shirley. Mm-hmm. Let me explain something to you. Mm-hmm. I done been to his mama house and everything. Ain't a lot of track trophies no more. Ain't a lot of trophies with the little shoe with the wang yeah, on it. Yeah, with the wang on it. No, ain't a lot of Y'all wrong for this. Well, he had the Chateau. He has a special place for him at the Chateau, Steve. Have you seen him? You've been there. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I'm just asking. You've been there. But, you seen the trophy case? But when we were at the party... It, no, it, I'm asking you a question. When you was at his house, <laughs> did you see the trophy case <laughs> with all the track awards in it? The party was in a different area of the house. Oh, you think yeah. that he ain't going to have you see the trophies? <laughs> I think they're in his office. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. That'd be like you coming in my <laughs> office and said. think you ain't finna see these damn images. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you wrong about that. You bring your ass back here hating if you want to. Oh, you finna see some damn Emmys and some and some image awards. Yeah. Them image awards mean a lot to me, man. Yeah. I make you look at them. Well, Tommy's not here today. Junior's in. Junior- I yawn in front of the stand and everything. So my arms go up in the ass so you see them. Let's get to the prank, Steve. What you got, Junior? It is new boss. New boss. Run it, cat. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Jason, please. This is me. How can I help you? Hey, Jason, uh, this is Lyle. I'm giving you a call out of Human Resources. Right. How you doing? You're the foreman, the project guy out there? Yes, I am. I'm the project manager here. How can I help you? Listen, um, 
You've been training an individual out there, I think, for the last month or so. You Have you been training a... a, a... Yes, a uh, great guy. Um, doing great work. Doing good. Okay. How's, how's he? Is he coming along pretty good with everything? Oh, man, he's picking up real good, man. He's learning to trade. I mean, he's picking up just like I would love for him to pick up. Okay. Excellent young worker. And he's Enjoy. got how many more weeks of training out there? Uh, I would say probably about another week or two okay. before we let him, you know, put, put him on his arm. Okay. Do you think he'll handle it efficiently? Oh, yes. I think he'll be a great, great employee. Okay. You've been with the company how long? Uh, going on about 17 years. Yeah, huh? my records are telling me somewhere around 16 plus, right? Right, right. Almost okay. 17. Okay, you've been with us quite a while, and um, first of all, let you know we're grateful of you of the work that you're putting in. Well, man, I appreciate it. my man, made, man. I appreciate it. Help the company, man, and you know, being here these many years, man. He let you know, man. I love my company. Exactly. Listen, we got a few adjustments we're going to be making out there in the plant. Here's what we're going to do now. You say going to be done in about a week or two? Yeah, about a week or two. Okay. Here's, here's what we're going to do on that particular day that he gets released, and, uh-huh. and, and you, you you definitely know he's ready for everything. Oh. Um, I'm going to want you to give him your key card as well as the key to your office. The what, man? I, I'm, I'm going to want you to give him your key card that gets you actually onto the property, and, and uh, you, have, you have your own parking space too, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay. Now, um, we're going to need you to give him your key card and your office key, and um, we'll, we'll find you another place to park. He's actually probably going to be parking in your space. Hold it, hold it. Hold it. What you mean? you telling me to give him my key parking? Right. My parking you, you, space. You, you, your parking, my key well, to the you office. have your parking space, but your key card to get you onto the property, the little, right. little electrical card there, Right. that as well as your office. He's going to actually be taking over as project manager. No, no, sir. I'm not giving up nothing. Sir, let's first of all, sir, let's do this. Let's tone the language down, okay? We're gonna find a place for you. But for, for the time being, we're gonna put you back oh, in the plant until we find something. You ain't gonna find no place for me. My place is where I'm at, right? Now. I'm not moving from nowhere. That's all okay. I'm not you ain't gonna find me nothing. Okay. Nobody fit to find me anything. I got seventeen years up in here. Ain't nobody fit to find me not a place to move. You got to understand that part there. I got 17 years up in here. Done trained a young guy, and this guy got a couple months, and you're telling me you're going to do what to me? Move me? Jason, this is a temporary move. We're going to find something better for you. No. You ain't this, no this, better. This, this, this is a project, man. Ain't nobody going to move to the to you. Got that understanding? This has come from the head, and I'm, the head, I'm, the I'm head. actually Tell me who this head is. I know the head people. This decision actually has come from the vice president. No, well, they ain't told me none of that. It come to me first. I'll tell you what, Jason. This is something I'm supposed to probably not tell you, but let me let me let you in on a little something. Yeah, let uh, me in on something because this is gonna be some bull him because I shut the whole place up out here, and I mean. Let, let me explain something to you, Jason. This young guy that you've been training, yeah. he's actually the nephew of the vice president. I don't give a about no nephew or no vice president, man. Do you think I care about some president? Tell him, tell the president. I said what I say. Him and the nephew. Who cares about the nephew? They ain't never told me none of this. Okay. Well, can I expect you to give your key over to him? No. Hell no. I ain't giving nobody nothing. Tell them to get the law to come get it. Ain't nobody getting nothing. I ain't leaving. How that sound? Sir, all I can ask you for is I need your key card and I need the key to your office. I need you to empty out your things so we can move Victor in there and, and hold on, hold on, hold on. find you a place. This is just a temporary slap right now. No. You, them, all ain't nobody getting a. Thing, okay, I done been here. I tell you what I go do. I go out there and I pimp slap this little son of a. Okay, and then I find out who his boss is or whoever the nephew supposed to be and kick him. 
because I ain't giving up nothing. And this the I'm talking about. Y'all, y'all with the wrong one, okay? With the wrong one at this time. Because this sir, ain't nobody sir, taking nothing sir, from you're me. You're talking about beating the vice president's nephew. You're, you're, you're losing control here, uh, uh, Jason. No, I ain't losing nothing. I'm only thing control I'm going to lose is when I kick his how that sound. And I'm going to kick the ball, the CEO, all of them. How that sound? Did that make it sound clear to you? No, it, it so makes no sense. It, we're we're trying to just give you some place to be temporarily until I find you another slot. It ain't no other slot. My slot is my slot. I'm going to kick his rat Not how that sound to you. Sir, all I'm asking is I need your key card and I need the key to the office. Get all your things out so I can get Victor moved in within the next week. Ain't no keys, okay? All of them. I don't give a how that sound? I don't care nothing about them, okay? Because I, see, you're going to make me somebody out here today, okay? I'm tired of this and This ain't going to happen to me. I'm going to get security to come over and walk you out, okay? No, ain't no security to walk me no way. How that sound? I came here ain't by myself. Ain't nobody to walk me up out of here. Are you having problems moving out for the nephew? The nephew, okay? The nephew is not going to come in here and take How that sound? Okay, there's another nephew that you need to be aware of. Do you know who the other nephew is? Hell no, I ain't never seen no other nephew. I ain't know that was a nephew. Let me tell you who the other one is. Who the, who the other one is? The other one is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Jason, you just got pranked. <laughs> Y'all lying with me, man? Come on, man. Don't play with me, man. Jason. <laughs> Y'all lying, right? <laughs> hey, Jason, listen, man. Man, this ain't no Tommy, man. Y'all need to put that <laughs> man. Man, y'all don't know how long the brother... <laughs> man, I worked, I worked my way up. <laughs> Man, hey, man, I ain't mean no disrespect to y'all, but, hey, man, y'all got me good, man. I got you, man. I got I got one thing to ask you, man. What's the baddest radio show in the land? <laughs> That's Steve Harvey morning show, man. Huh? <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, thank you, Junior. Um, up next <laughs> is the strawberry letter. Thank yeah. you, sir. <laughs> All right, subject of uh, my strawberry letter today, subject, uh, seems like he's been waiting for me to leave first. Okay, we'll see what that's all about. We'll leave. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at 41 after on what would have been Michael Jackson's 60th birthday, it's a tradition for us to play that iconic, iconic interview between the king of pop and the king of comedy. But right now it is time. Yeah, we got to do it. We got to do it. Right now it's time for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, on dating, on work, on sex, on parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry letter. Tell him, Steve. Man, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> you submit these letters and we get them. Uh huh. Woo, and then we have them. Uh huh. Child. <laughs> please. <laughs> Child, please. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll read them on the air, just like we're going to read this one. All right, here it is. It's time for the Strawberry Letter with my friend Shirley Strawberry. Go ahead, Shirley. Thank you, Junior. All right, subject seems like he's been waiting for me to leave first. Dear Stephen Shirley, my husband and I are now 50 years old. We have five grown sons and four grandchildren. Ten years ago, my husband had a fling at work, and the female was barely 20 years old. At the time, I was devastated, but he swore nothing physical happened. The whole situation didn't sit well with me, so one day last week, I checked my husband's old phone for any proof I could find. I found messages between my husband and the girl that he had the fling with, and she was thanking him for all he was doing for her financially and praising him for his sexual prowess. 
I was hurt and relieved at the same time. All of the heartache came back and I felt stupid for believing his lies. But I was glad that the truth finally came out. Now I know why he made all of the random bank withdrawals and had strange purchases on his credit cards. So I told him that I had all of the proof that I needed and I asked him for a divorce. He did not put up a fight. In fact, he did not seem concerned at all. I have loved this man since I was 18 years old, and just like that, he was ready to end our marriage. I should add that we haven't had sex since 2015, and he always says it's not me, it's him, and that I'm still as fine as the day he married me. I'm no fool, though. If I wasn't enough for him, why didn't he just let me go? I am feeling like he only stayed with me all of these years for the sake of the kids. Mm. I am still in good shape and good health. My black has not cracked, so I'm sure I could get me somebody else too. Mm -hmm. Should I fight for my marriage or let it go? Please advise. Should you fight for your marriage or let it go? To that I ask, what marriage? Okay, no sex. For three years, text messages and payouts to another woman, uh, lies upon lies upon lies, and the ultimate slap in the face. He didn't even put up any kind of fight to keep you. Uh, that's why I say, what marriage? This was a relationship of convenience and of tolerance, all right? Uh, this thing that you had, you guys had going on, this situation has been over for a very long time. He was just waiting for you to say it first, like you said in, in the subject. Uh, seems like he's been waiting for me to leave first. He's waiting for you to say it first so he wouldn't be the bad guy. Now he can tell the kids it was you. You asked for the divorce. You wanted the divorce. Well, you did say you're glad the truth came out. The truth is out. I would tell you to fight for your marriage, but I don't see anything left here. Do you really? Steve. Mm. Well, seemed like he been waiting on me to leave first. Okay, let's just take it from there and let's find out why. You and your husband, 50, five grown sons, four grandkids. Ten years ago, see, listen to this. Ten years ago, my husband had a fling at work and the female was barely 20 years old. At the time, I was devastated but he swore nothing physical happened. Whole situation didn't sit well with me. So one day last week, last week, I checked my husband's old phone mm. for any proof that I could find. Wait a minute. Mm. Your husband had an affair 10 years ago. 10 years ago. You go back, he told you nothing physical happened. You go back and find his old phone last week. You took 10 years to go through the phone? You find it last week, and I found messages between my husband and the girl that he had a fling with. This female was barely 20 years old, but it was 10 years ago, so he was 40, she was 20. Thanking him for all he was doing for her financially, praising him for his sexual prowess. I was hurt and relieved at the same time. All the headache came, heartache came back. You open up this casket with a 10-year-old body in it. You ain't think it was gonna stink. 
I like that, Steve. Say that again. You opened up a casket with a 20, 10-year-old body in it, and you didn't think it was going to stink? Mm-hmm. What? Okay, lady, what? All the heartache came back, and I felt stupid for believing his lies. Jesus, what? He could If he'd have told you the truth back then, guess what? Where we at right now was where we would have been 10 years ago. He was trying to salvage it then. But I was glad that the truth finally came out. You're crazy. Now I know why he made all them random bank withdrawals and had strange purchases on his credit card. So I told him I had all the proof I needed, and I asked him for a divorce. He didn't put up a fight. In fact, he ain't seen concerned at all. He was probably relieved. I mean, really, though? You go back and get an old phone that's 10 years old? And now you leaving him for that? Lady, I think you should go. I think you should go. They haven't had sex since No, hold up. I'm getting there. <laughs> I love this man since I was 18. And just like that, he was ready to end our marriage. I should add that we haven't had sex since 2015. No, no, no. You ain't had <laughs> Since 2015. That's what you ain't. What's he been doing, Steve? You take we. You can. I circle we. 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 We ain't had sex since 2015. Now, you can can flip that up. Me, 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 you. You. Me ain't had sex since 2015. I can Mm -hmm. promise you his ass. 2015 to 2018. That's three Three years. years. Three years without sex for what? Yeah. Why? Mm. I got some more for you when we come back. I'm All right. Done. We'll have part two of We're going to address this part right here. I'm still as fine as the day as he married me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have more at 23 after <laughs> with part two of Steve's response to the uh, letter today. The subject sometime, seems like he's been waiting for me to leave first. <laughs> 23 after is when we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject. Seems like he's been waiting for me to leave first. Couple 50 years old, five grandsons, four grandkids. Ten years ago, the man had an affair with a lady at work. He said nothing physical happened. He just covered his tracks. She was devastated, you know, but he swore nothing physical happened. The whole situation didn't sit well. So one day last week, One day last week, she opened up a casket, a 10-year-old casket with a body that's been in there for 10 years. She found his old phone and went back 10 years and found some messages that he had said to this girl. Found out they had been making love and that he was paying her some money. Now you devastated you want a divorce. You go in there, you ask the man, you tell him you got all the proof you need, you want a divorce, he ain't put up a fight. In fact, he ain't seen concerned at all. Like I said, probably relieved. Yeah. Man, I left that phone in that drawer. It took you 10 years to find that damn phone. Because who ain't threw that phone away? With that type of information in it. Dog, who ain't threw that phone away? He left that phone there hope, waiting on you. It took you 10 damn years. So when you come in with all the proof, he say, man, 
I done left the drone. <laughs> left it on. I've been recharging it. <laughs> He been, calling it, been calling it, <laughs> making it hum. She don't hear nothing. I've loved this man since I was 18 years old. And just like that, he was ready to end our marriage. You the one said you wanted a divorce. Then when he said, cool, now you looking crazy. I should add that we haven't had sex since 2015. Please stop saying we. That's on like your nerves, Steve. Please, that, that, this is the that line that pissed me yeah. off. We haven't had sex since 2015. Ladies, you ain't had no sex since 2015. But he been filling up the trash can. I'm telling you this right now. Ah, this boy been out here buck straight wild. Ain't no man waiting no three years. For yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Anyway, then she says, it's not... Then he always says, it's not me, it's him. And that I'm still as fine as the day he married me. Now, that's what you said you were going to address. Let's let's, let's say this again. You 50. Y'all got five grown sons. Y'all been together since you was 18. Y'all 50. You still fine as the day he married you? Hey, it could happen, Steve. Who you know, Shirley? <laughs> Who you know? Name the human. The human? Name a human being that you know. Yeah. I'm just she named the name. She may uh, still have the it. Steve. Huh? Yeah. She may still yeah. have it. I ain't got no problem. I just need a name of who you know. <laughs> that from graduation to 50, they ass is better than they was. When it, I just need a name. <laughs> you didn't say better. No. no. As still, still as, fine as fine as the day. Mm-hmm. Who? <laughs> I just need the name. Give them something. Yeah, stem cell just came out. <laughs> who you know. Steve. I just need a name of anybody you know that's as fine at 50 as they was back then. Who? <laughs> anybody. Give me a dude. Anybody. Uh, well, my aunt huh. stay beautiful for a long time. Give me an Idris. Give me anybody. Ooh. Denzel. Oh, anybody okay. that's Denzel. just as fine. Yeah. Who? Now you're talking. Denzel. Uh-huh. Denzel ain't fine as he was back then. Ask Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> He'll tell you, man, boy, back in the day. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Who else? Well, you said Idris. That was good. Idris ain't fine as he was back then. But some people get better with age. Some people maintain those things. And they get better with age. Yeah. I'm aging. Look, I'm aging well. Uh I ain't what I was when I was 18. (laughs) (laughs) Skin was smooth. Man. Could run like a deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you're right. So you slowed down a bit. A bit? (laughs) (laughs) From graduation to 50, who looked the same? Dog. (laughs) Give me your name. Dog, I left, when I left high school, I was 6'1", I weighed 147. I just kept on the scale the other day. Junior, you still have a baby I face. damn near start crying. I, you I just turned 40. I like I did, Shirley, when I was 17. I ain't even close. Oh, because you had all your curls and everything. Yeah, I had then. everything. Mm-hmm. And it just named the name. So close. this is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to say. You That's your point. You ain't fine as the day you were when he married you. 
I'm no fool, though. If I wasn't enough for him, why didn't he just let me go? He did. Yeah. See, when you ask for the divorce and a man don't fight you on it, he he had been let go. It's over. It's just you just not asking. Yeah. It's been over. And now I'm feeling like he only stayed with me all these years for the sake of the kid. Okay, good. Then we ain't even got to say that. That's a good one. Let's go with that one. Yeah. Yeah. I stayed with all my wives for the kid. Did you really have to say that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least to. you know it. Stay <laughs> I mean, for the kids. Every thought that comes to yeah. your mind. Yeah, you, you don't have, have to, to tell everything. Well, I everything. tried to curb that one, but we're in the middle of the strawberry letter. Okay, just let me, let me edit myself. Thank let you. me put it to you this way. I stayed married mm-hmm. in not great situations because I was just trying to be more than obviously I had. Okay. All right, we can go with that one. Okay. Then she goes on to say that I'm still in good shape. Mm-hmm. That's not the same as saying you as fine as you were. <laughs> you was couple See, lines up. This couple lines up, you <laughs> was all letting the bag of chips. Now. Now, you done already fell off in one sentence. I'm still in good shape. You're you know what that means. And good health. My black has not cracked. So I could sure if I could get somebody else too. What are we about to find out? <laughs> All right, guys. All right, Steve. We gotta get out of here. Um, email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's strawberry letter at Steve Harvey FM. Now coming up in 10 minutes, we will always love the king of pop, Steve's iconic interview with the one and only Michael Jackson. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, yesterday, uh, thousands and thousands from all over the country lined up for the public viewing of the Queen of Soul. Miss Franklin's body will lie in repose at the Charles H. Wright Museum for African American History at 315 East Warren Avenue in Detroit. The viewing will be open to the public for today from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Also, today is on what would have been the King of Pop's 60th birthday. Hard to imagine that, Michael Jackson at 60. And we honor Michael Jackson, the King of Pop, with your iconic interview, Steve. Take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, you won't even believe this right here. This is the player move to end all player moves. What? This is the single best call ever on this radio station. Who is it? This one is bigger than President Clinton called. I'm nervous. Ladies and gentlemen, on the phone, Uh put your hands together and show your love for the king of pop, Michael Jackson. You don't hear me? You don't hear me? You think I'm lying? You don't feel me. Watch what I say. Hey, Mike. How you doing, player? Wow. How are you? What's up, brother? How you feel, man? I went to bed early so I could wake up (laughs) and speak to you. I'm a a really big fan of yours. Hey, man. I am. Like I told you, I am. I saw your show, uh, The Kings of Comedy. Right, right. And you did a sketch about the Titanic, and I thought that was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> really, Michael? Incredible. Uh, Michael and I met. Uh, 
Yeah, this, my trailer. Yeah, this year. He invited me. On Rock My World. Right. To rock yeah. my well, and I I didn't come on the air and tell anybody because I considered that you know just a private thing between us. You know I didn't go out and go man I was in Michael Jackson trailer. You know the brother invited me to his trailer. I met his kids. Great kids, man. Oh, thank you very much, can, sir. Can I pay you this compliment? Your kids didn't act like little rich kids. <laughs> okay. No man, they had manners. They were real nice, man. I was playing ball with the little boy. He didn't want to stop. He just kept throwing me the ball. And after a while, I just got into it. I said, all right, little prince, here you go. I'm finna throw you. A hot one, catch it. <laughs> oh, God bless you. You're just a great talent. You're really incredible. You're very funny. Gosh. God, oh, boy. Very funny. You have me screaming when I watch uh, <laughs> the thing. I watch it all the time. <laughs> this, dude, this dude is funny, man. We was having a good time in this trailer, man. Just, just one of the really, really nice people in this business, man. And I, I got something else for you, too, Mike. I talked to your uh, personal assistant. I got a new DVD out. I'm sending you that. You had that today. Oh, cool. Play on, play on. Me Thank and you, you, Mike. <laughs> Mike Jackson on the phone. I don't even know what to ask you. Hey, Mike, I got one for you. Yeah. Hey, man, let me ask you this question. When you were performing at, on uh, on the uh, 30th anniversary special, did you have an emotional moment when you and your brothers was on stage? Because it was this moment on during the performance where you kneeled down and you stayed there. And your brothers were looking at you like, okay, Mike, come on. Was that real, dog? It's always real. And I take that moment and I... Uh I pray not to cry, and I usually do, you know, uh, because everything goes back to me from, you know, conception, you know, to us when we were little babies and children, and now to see, the, you know, all of these, uh, you know, all the adulation and notoriety, and it's just, it's just a work from God, and it all goes through me real fast, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a blessing, and I just, I, I just break down and I cry at that moment, but I try not to show it to the audience, but I can't help it, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw it, man. I thought that was real you know um i think man that that people when they see these things in you brother i think that that allows them to see a glimpse of the real michael jackson that oftentimes only your closest friends get to see first of all michael let me introduce you to my uh co-host on the show shirley strawberry good morning hi michael how are you great uh, and uh, i love your album i really uh, thank really you do very love much your album. oh yeah, the new really album, Mike. Yeah, we really love it. Seriously, I'm telling you, on this station right here, I play butterflies at least twice a morning, yes. and in four hours, that ain't right on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, where did you get butterflies from? Well, Butterflies is um, with these two girls uh, named Floretry, and they came with a song, and uh, we kind of worked together. Uh, it's mainly these other two girls who mainly uh, composed that one. Wow. They're, they're British girls. They're black British girls, and they uh, were just phenomenal. And uh, I thought it was just, you know, something that I really, really liked. Mm -hmm. So uh, we did some kind of counter, you know, hooks and lines and painted it with different sounds and everything, different colors. And, and so uh, we produced it, and I produced it and just created something that was just acceptable. And, uh, and it, ended up, it ended up going on the album, because I'll do at least over 100 songs until I come up with about... You know, 20 or 30 that I like. Yeah, now, cipher it down, cipher <laughs> it down, you know. Uh -huh. Wow. A hundred songs, dog, before you come up with 20 or 30 you like. Yeah, it was more this time, actually, than a hundred. 
Well, he is Michael Jackson. <laughs> he's so. bad. The king yes, of he's pop. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, Mike, I know you ain't this type of bro, but I am, so I'm just going to put it out there real like this. Ever since you came back, I told Usher and Cisco to put their shirt back on. <laughs> put your shirt back on. Mike is back. You, you, you can take that glove off up to your elbow, Usher, and all that mess. The king is back, baby. Your true fans, Michael, yeah. uh, are still out there in them streets, man. And mm-hmm. I can't even tell you um, to what you've been to people, Mike, for all these years, man. I mean, brother, I don't know if anybody's ever said thank you to you for the way you put it down, for mm-hmm. all of the music you gave us that's still in our hearts, man. And I, I don't know if nobody ever said thank you to you, man. Oh, and, God bless you. That's so beautiful. It's, it's um, I appreciate it. It's, it's not easy being in my position because... It creates so much sensationalism and tabloid. Right. People lie. Come on, man. It creates rumors and stories, yeah. and, and none of it's true. You know, it's, it. And it's very, very difficult, you know. It's yeah. not easy. It's very hard. All right. You see why I was excited, right? Wow. Yes. Okay. Every, every time I hear it, it's new to me, and I get chills. Mm. Uh, so when we come back at the top of the hour, part two of Steve's interview with the king of pop, Michael Jackson. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We continue now with part two of Steve's exclusive interview with Michael Jackson. Rest in peace, Michael Jackson. And, and, you, and you end up, you hurt sometime, you know, and you, cause you try to be as resilient as possible. Right. But it's very, very difficult because there's tabloids who lie. They just they hate that they're jealous. <laughs> yeah, dig it. Haters. Completely dig it. Just, so when you read that, so know that it's, it's a lie. Don't dig believe it. it. Burn it. We should have a tabloid <laughs> burning. We should have a tabloid burning. Hey. Yeah, dig it. Make a mountain out of them and just destroy them. <laughs> really, man. Because they just hate to see us grow and build and build, and there's nothing wrong with that. They they, they can, but it's okay, you know. But, but what can I do, you know, bring forth the talent that God gave me? That's all I want to do. Yeah. And I share the love and gift of entertainment. That's all I want to do. I don't want to hurt anybody. That's real. And, man, you know what, man? Um, I talked with your mom off the air before. Yeah, she's wonderful. Oh, man, your mother is, and I gave her her propers, too. I told Miss Jackson, I said, a phenomenal job you've done in raising as many talented children that you have and still maintain them as a family. And she was uh, thanking me because I had uh, came forward on your behalf on more than one occasion uh, concerning several issues, man, that were just totally false about you. And I prompted everybody to go out and get a copy of the GQ article from 1994. And uh, GQ uh, had a lot of back issues reordered because of this. And um, a lot of people read the article and found out the real truth behind a lot of things that were so false, man. And um, and your mom was thanking me for saying that on the radio, man. I, and I just wanted to say, man, that there are, there are a lot of people out here, man, that really feel you, player. That really wish that they could just feel you some more. And a phone call like this, Mike, I gotta mm-hmm. tell you, player, it go a long way, man. Well, thank you so much. I, I, I don't do it never. often at all. I never, never do it. I never, never do it. Never, Mike. This, this is a first. Never. Yeah. <laughs> it is a first. Thank you. Wow. Well, you, I'm, I'm happy to do it for you. And it's from the bottom of my heart. You've oh. been so kind and wonderful to me. Somebody, people used to tell me in different places, there's this guy who talks about you every day. <laughs> and, and he, uh, I go, well, who is it? His name is Steve. I go, Steve. 
And then I saw the Kings of Comedy show. I said, this is the guy? <laughs> I said, oh, my God. I said, I'm a fan of him now. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, for everybody's just tuning in, we, we're interviewing live on the radio Michael Jackson. I mean, this is, this is like the bomb. This is the bomb interview. This, this tops it for me. You know, Mike, I've had President Clinton call me from Air Force One before, and uh, it did not have this impact, believe me, because, you know, Clinton cool and everything. I really like him. Yeah, he ain't Michael, though. <laughs> he ain't got no, he ain't wasn't Billie Jean and beat it in ABC. Right. Looking through the window, window. Wow, that was my jam. I'll be there. Come on, everybody, sing with That was my jam, Mike. Oh, man, so oh. many. Frame in the mirror. Oh, Asking him to change his way. No message could have been any clearer. If you want to make a change, you think of change, and change, and change, 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 I got I got the king of pop on the floor. Hey, Mike, that's the one thing, man, that I want to get across to people, that the brother on the phone has been a real brother the whole time. Irregardless as to what you hear in the media, what you read about, the tabloids, that garbage, they print stuff about everybody false all the time. I mean, just this cat right here is one of the, one of the nicest people in this business and been that way a long time. And it's not harm to hair on anybody's head, but people have gone after him for for monetary gains, just to get money, man. If, if you if you read the GQ article in 1994, get a copy of it, send off and read the, with the cover with Michael Jackson on the cover. It will tell you this whole story and exactly what happened. And I mean, man, it was very revealing, and I I was stunned, but then not really, because I know how people are. Because I only get a taste of it, and I ain't even I ain't even Michael Jackson. Plus, Mike, I'm dangerous. When you come at me, I I cuss, spit, I do all kinds of ghetto mess. I got I got friends in low places. And Mike, if you need a couple of them friends, roll out there and handle some business for you. Like no, nah, real, Mike. You know if the tabloid is just really on your nerves. We can get the tabloid building burnt down. You are Good. such a thug. All it'll cost, dog. We can give them fifteen hundred. We need to. We need Play to do it. Let's be real, Mike. Let's be real. We need to do it. I got some boys that can get over there. Dog, I'm talking about from low places. Yeah, they're disgusting. Then there are those who disguise themselves as legitimate, and they're just as tabloid. They're worse. <laughs> yeah. Right, I've true. read a couple of them newspapers, too. Yeah, they're worse. Yeah, I've been in that. Hey, man, I think it's great for the masses to uh, to hear you. Yeah. And, man, every now and then, Mike, just give me a call, player, because okay. my interview with you is always this way. The morning wow. show is motivational and uplifting. Yeah. We are not here to tear nobody down, wow. to poke fun. I got a million <laughs> jokes I can do about anything else, but I never get off into people's personal lives. But you, brother, you have meant a lot to people, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I want to say something to you special, too, man, because a lot of people don't get this one to you. But I got to tell you something. You'd have meant something to black people, man. And don't ever think you don't and you haven't. Wow. But you have really, really meant something to a lot of minorities across wow. this country. I'm and proud of my heritage. Come on, player, say it. I'm proud of it. I'm proud to be black. I'm honored to be black. And um, I just hope that one day that they will be fair in uh, portraying me the way I really, really am. Just a loving, peaceful guy wanting to make... Uh, 
wonderful, uh, unprecedented uh, entertainment and songs and music and film uh, for the world. Yeah. You know, and that's all I want to do. I have no threat. I just want to do that, you know? Dig that. That's all I want to do. Bring joy to the world. You've been doing it, man. You've been doing it. You've been doing it for a long time. I'll say it in close. Usher, put your shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) Mike is back. He's going to pop his Michael Jackson. Steve Harvey, the morning show. We got big love for you, player. I love you more. Hey, brother. Wow. Big love to you. Call us again. I love you all. Thank Thanks you very much. So Y'all you show much. your love Thank for the you. one and only king of pop. I love, Jackson. I love you. Love you too, dog. Wow. R.I.P., Michael. We will always love you. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, we talked about this. Uh, this is a very heavy week. This would have been the king of pop's 60th birthday. And, uh, of course, Aretha Franklin will be laid to rest this week. Um, We haven't talked about this all morning, uh, the primaries for um, last night um, in Florida. Andrew Gillum, Andrew Gillum has won the Democratic uh, Florida primary for uh, governor uh, down there. And that's really good news. It shows the power of the vote. Okay, it showed he won an upset. So a major upset. Yeah. And he he was the mayor of uh, Tallahassee. Uh-huh. Yes, he used oh, yeah. to be That's right, Steve. And he's and cool. it's hotly contested. And uh, this this guy won, man. We got we got to get out and vote yes. down there. He he's um he's the one that's uh, talking about repealing the uh, uh, open carry the stand your ground act in Florida. So that's good news as well. So uh, everyone in Florida who's listening, I hope you're registered to vote. If you're not, please get out and register to vote. These midterms are very, very important. We have to vote in these Because, midterms. man, y'all, y'all in Florida, y'all really need some new leadership down yeah. there, man. we got to get rid of this stand-your-ground law because everybody using it. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Just recently, Jacksonville, the, the mass yes. shooting that happened at the gaming at, tournament yeah, the John Madden, uh, this past uh, weekend. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. The gun laws need to change in Florida, all over the country, but it just seems like here we go again in Florida. So you're right, Steve. Folks need to get out, register to vote, and show up November 6th. That's right. And and remember the name, Andrew Gillum. Uh, He just won the uh, Florida Democratic primary for governor. He can make it on in there if we get out and vote. (laughs) He's only 39, Steve. Yeah, he's very, very young. Yeah. Beautiful wife. That's Future good. leader, congratulations. Let's go. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, that's good. Tallahassee, fam, baby, home of the Rattlers. Mm-hmm. HBCU. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, you know, if you've moved, you know, a lot of things, if you've moved from state to state or, or what have you, changed addresses, uh, please remember that you have to still get out and uh, register to vote, re-register so you can vote in your voting place, in your polling place in your neighborhood. So, um, yeah, if you've recently moved, make sure. You know, you take care of that as well. It's very important to register and then, again, most importantly, vote because your vote matters. Absolutely. It does. It really does. Yeah. It, it, it makes Because you difference. see who in the White House now, don't you? <laughs> if that don't. I mean, if you don't crawl to that don't motivate you. <laughs> yeah. Man, we went from President Obama to this. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Now, Hillary Clinton blew the election. I just thought that campaign strategy was ridiculous. She didn't even go to Michigan up there. She assumed it was blue. She yeah. had it. She took he a messed lot around and won Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. She took a lot for granted in that one. And bad, if you're bad, unsure, bad campaign. 
Yeah, and, and you know, we want to get this out too, Steve. Uh, if you're unsure of where to go to register to vote, former First Lady Michelle Obama, she has a voting initiative, and the site is whenweallvote.org. You can also register to vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, so you can do that on computer now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. When we all it's vote. so easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference. Man, when we y'all, all vote. come on. It made a difference. We got President Obama in. It makes a difference. If you old, just get your niece or baby over there and show you how to do it. Yeah, and Register. a lot of a lot of times, you know, people in the neighborhood, you know, they will have vans to pick up the elderly, you know, or people, yeah, yeah, for transportation and things like that to the poll to the polling places. So there are a lot of different ways. It's, right. it's no excuse it. just to sit back. You know, no, you can do absentee right. voting. There's so many ways to cast your and vote. And I hear that uh, rideshare companies are going to be uh, giving people lifts to the polls as well. So. Mm-hmm. All right. No excuses. No excuses this time. Midterms, very important. All right, coming up, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This would have been the king of pop's 60th birthday, Steve. Hey. Yesterday, thousands from all over the country uh, lined up for public viewing of the Queen of Soul, Miss Franklin's body. Yeah, Miss Franklin's body will lie in repose at the Charles H. Rice Wright Museum for African American History. That's at 315 East Warren Avenue in Detroit. Her body rests in a 14 karat gold plated Promethean casket, which has a champagne velvet interior. All right, it also has Queen of Soul and Aretha Franklin embroidered in the casket lining. As for her day one viewing outfit, Aretha was dressed in head-to-toe red, including a ruby red dress, custom red earrings, bright red nails and lipstick, and, of course, five-inch red pumps. All right, Queen. Come on, Queen. Mm. Uh, I'm sure that you say day one viewing. I, I said day one viewing, okay? Yeah, that was yes, yesterday. That was yesterday because they will have another viewing today. Uh, adding the Queen of Soul is diva to the end, okay? Um, what we wanted to do is to be reflective of the Queen. That's according to the museum board member Kelly Major, uh, Kelly Major Green. That's what uh, she told The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, saying it's beautiful, she's beautiful, and she also added the Queen of Soul is diva to the end. Aretha passed away, as you recall, on August 16th at her home in Detroit due to advanced pancreatic cancer. Uh, The viewing will be open to the public for today as well, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. The Queen's funeral service will be this Friday, August 31st, and we will play Miss Franklin's music all morning this Friday. All right, so in other music news, Steve, uh, social media is upset about this story. Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller, spawned um, countless hits such as Billie Jean, of course, uh, Beat It, and the album's title title track, Thriller. That has been uh, the best-selling album of U.S. history. But as of Monday, August 20th, however, the Eagles, their greatest hits, 1971 to 1975, has dethroned the king of pop for the best-selling album of all time. That's wow. not crap. That's not what? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, I tell they you done what. just came up with something. That's all that is. No, no, no. Mike going no, good back. Good and hell well, ain't sold no 50-something million copies uh-huh. of no album. No. Yeah, Mike is going back, and no. his he held his go- the longest. Yeah. No, I'm buying the album ain't now. Ain't, 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 uh-uh. mm-hmm. Well, and then I don't think it's cool, like, and I like the Eagles. I, I, oh, I like yeah. the music. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? It's like a greatest hits up against an album. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I'm exactly. That, exactly. I don't even think that's like in the same category. Uh-huh. I don't count. They're saying that over the course of time that it has moved into the number one spot. 
Yes, yes, yes that's just exactly recently what on saying. August twentieth, last uh-huh. Monday. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, don't, I don't believe that. If well, social media are not happening. I, I don't. I don't believe that. How does a hits album, which came Crazy. out years after the, mm-hmm. all the other albums, mm-hmm. top 50, 60 million copies? Who? I mean, people talking, ain't even round about the album no more. We're talking Billie Jean, Beat It, Thriller. Come on now. Maybe anyway. They released it. Yeah. So, yeah, oh. people are upset about it on social media, Steve. All right, coming up, uh, we'll close out the show with our last break of the day and Steve's closing remarks. We'll be back at 49 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are back. uh, Last break of the day, and you're going to leave us with some closing remarks. Yeah, you know, I want to share something with you that I uh, came across when I was meditating this summer. And um, a friend of mine, Bishop Geddes, down in the Carolinas, who I met on my talk show one time. We formed a relationship. Uh, Very, very helpful, Bishop Geddes. Uh, He sends me inspiration all the time. He just, I mean, he's just a good dude, man. He just care about me. He always sends me something timely. And one of the things he sent me, I was thinking about on the, uh, when I was meditating this summer, and it's something that I'm guilty of, even myself. And I was explaining it to a couple of people that work around here, and they would come on, you say that? You feel that way? But yeah, man, it's all relative. You know, it doesn't matter how you think my life is. The fact that I might be still shorting myself is a very, very real reality. And there is a possibility moving forward that you could also be shorting your life for what it could truly be. Have you ever thought about that? You could be making one mistake that's that's cutting you off from the life that you could really have. You're actually sort short-circuiting your blessings because of a very simple thing that we do. And I'm guilty of this myself, and I had to catch myself this summer and one of the things I came away with, I said, man, I got to dream bigger. I have got to dream bigger. Because I've exposed myself with people who have so much more. Now, do you need so much more? No. But God said he would give you the desires of your heart. He'll even put some stuff on your heart to desire you ain't even know what's really there. But he wants you to see that too. So, look, I'm out of the need business. I just need him. He's all I need. Of course, I need love and people that care about me and friendship. I'm not saying I don't need nothing, but as far as material stuff, I don't need anything. It's just stuff I want. But it's nothing wrong with wanting more. As long as you're grateful for where you're at. But here's what happens, and it happens to me, and it may be happening to you, and I don't want you to short-circuit your blessings I don't want you to knock yourself out of something that you could have. Listen to me. Don't downgrade your dream just to fit your reality. I'm going to repeat that, but I got some more. Don't downgrade your dream just to fit your reality. Upgrade your conviction to match your destiny. One more time, y'all. Listen to this. This is so good, man. Don't downgrade your dream just to fit your reality. 
upgrade your conviction to match your destiny. Oh, man, this is so good. Do you know how many times we reshape what we want based on where we at right now? Do you know how many times you've bought a car based on how much you made? Well, now you're saying, well, of course, Steve, you got to fit it in the budget. But hold up, though. But did you really want something else? Did you really see yourself driving a different model, the upscale model? Did you see you with that car, but it was fully loaded? I'm just saying, well, you know what you shouldn't do? You shouldn't downgrade your dream just to fit your reality. See, so you make a purchase based on where you at right now. When if you kept the faith, continued to work, do you know that God would there's a strong possibility that he was going to give you the car of your dream. But you quit operating on faith. You started functioning on your reality. And so you end up blocking what God could do for you because you made a move too fast based on where you were. When what you should have did, you should have buckled down and upgraded your conviction, got more serious about it, got more funky with it, got a little bit more determined to get what you saw in your dreams and your visions. Upgrade your conviction to match your destiny. Because where God gonna take you and what he really got for you, you gotta get your conviction to match that. Stop knocking your dreams down because it don't, and fitting it into your reality today. You ought to try something else because I had to force myself to do it. I got to upgrade my conviction to match your destiny. God has a bigger life for me, and that I know for sure. And many of you feel the same way. You keep saying, man, there's got to be more to my life than this. Man, I really see God working on my behalf. Just got to hang in there. You just got to hang in there, man. Now, you got to keep working, but you got to hang in there. When I say hang in there, do not lose faith. That's the hanging in there I'm talking about. Don't give up because it didn't got funky for you. Hang in there. Be strong. Don't downgrade your dream just to fit your reality. Upgrade your conviction to match your destiny. Those are my closing remarks. Whoa, you better drop the mic on that one for real, though. Did he fall? No, he dropped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, you don't know how the mic gonna land. Woo, not really. <laughs> mm. Mm. Come on, that was profound. Yeah. I had yeah. to learn that. I really did. Mm-hmm. I was making this mistake, man. All right, take us home. Y'all have a great week. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.